talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 4, Episode 7, You Had Me at Goodbye. It was such a sad episode. It caught me in the feels, and I knew it was coming, you know? I know. I got really uh, emotional watching it, too. I'm not going to lie. It's the episode of, you know, goodbyes and reconciliations, and we needed it because, come on, guys, we're dragging it out too long, you know? (laughs) You know, it did make a lot of sense that they would use Andy as, like, a catalyst to bring them all back together. Um, But, you know, especially for the three, Dawson, Mm. Pacey, and Joey. But for Jack and Jen, I was like, I understand why he's mad at her, but at the same time, Andy took full responsibility. Jen didn't purposely give her those uh, pills, and he really needed to, like, chill out with that. I think it was more than just Andy, though. He was hurt. You know what I mean? She had these drugs on her and there was stuff that she was going through and he didn't know any of it. She didn't tell him anything and they're supposed to be really, really close. So I think there was a combination of, yes, Andy's life, you know, was in jeopardy because of the situation, but also because he didn't know what was going on with Jen. What was really going on with her? Well, I mean, the whole stuff with with uh, Drew. Yeah. And the fact that he gave her those drugs and she had them and was trying to decide what to do with them. And, you know, those two were really close. They told each other everything at one point. So I think he was a little bit betrayed and hurt that she was keeping stuff from him. Well, okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, he does say something to her towards the end about, I just thought you were changing. And I was sort of like, but changing how? I mean, just because somebody from her past shows up and gives her this ecstasy or whatever it doesn't mean like she has to tell him that she got it i don't know i think i mean that i know but a couple of times she was like looking at it and like trying to contemplate whether or not she was going to actually do something with it uh you know and that could be for teenagers especially that could be really like life altering plus um I think that if she was more open with Jack about the situation and then Jen was expressing her concern for Andy, maybe she oh, would have said something man. to him too and it could have completely been avoided. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of different things going on and I think he was just really hurt and disappointed and angry and his sister almost died, you know, because Jen was hiding things and didn't tell anybody anything and didn't tell him anything and even though Andy made that decision, the potential avoidability, you know, could have been there too, maybe. I don't know. No, you're you're hundred percent correct. That's a whole other like level that I didn't even think of. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like she was like, Jack, like, Jack, uh, uh your sister took an ecstasy pill that I have that Drew gave. Like, yeah, you're right. If she was open with him and had an open dialogue and said, he fucking gave me ecstasy. Like, I don't want to take it. And then somehow it came up that Andy took it and and he was aware of it. Then, yeah, probably things wouldn't have gone out, gone the way that they did. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so hmm. extreme. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Sometimes I literally just watch it and I think, 
whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I was talking to a friend recently about it. I'm like, man, what am I good at? And I'm like, objective thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Take myself out of the situation and look at it from a different angle or try to objective thinker. Yeah. I don't know if I'm an objective thinker. Oh, you're not. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) <laughs> you're not whatever <laughs> you're like this is my bias nothing else matters <laughs> my what <laughs> bias i don't know um. <laughs> yeah i guess you're right <laughs> you gotta you gotta take the emotion out of the objective you know <laughs> well i told you before you're also a very reasonable person i'm not like i don't think i'm a very reasonable person sometimes <laughs> I can be unreasonable when I'm highly emotional, but I try not to get to that point. <laughs> like, this is not helping anybody. Let me take a step back. <laughs> um. Well, you know what we did this weekend, Jamie? Hmm. We recorded our very first Patreon episode, which is now up and live and for everybody to subscribe to. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. It's very exciting stuff. I, uh, I was very happy when we finally went live with that. Um, yeah. You guys have probably already noticed we have started to promote it and put that out there and just be like, hey, guys, just so you know, we're on Patreon now, too. Uh, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited um, for the just to be able to provide that content to our very special listeners. So, yay. Yeah. We got a lot of feedback from our listeners saying, like, you know, we like listening to you guys talk and ramble on and whatever. Which we do. I do think I've cut out a lot over the past, like, year. (laughs) Yeah. Because I listen back and I go, that's not interesting. To me, it's interesting, but nobody wants to listen to us talk about a fucking Sega game console from, like, the (laughs) 90s for, like, 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, you guys, you guys just be thankful that our... Our episodes are only like an hour, an hour and a half long. Cause yeah, we're getting we very good at that. Go, <laughs> we've gotten a lot better. But, you know, we just let it go and give you full content. You'd be listening to us for talk for three hours straight. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's and- like, there's like long, maybe like uh, 20 minute pauses where one of us has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Those I'll cut out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want 20 minutes of silence. This is the time to take a break. You take your own potty break, you know, get some snacks, get a drink, it's put your feet up. Us, or you can listen to one of us just playing on our phone while the other one's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I have to say, though, if um, anyone wants to join, we currently have two tiers one is our um three dollar tier which is uh early access to our weekly friday episode so that'll be available two days before our actual release date and we have like extra content in there so like they're not as edited as um our regular episodes would be so you'll get like a little bit of extra like if it's interesting you'll get like a little bit of extra content in those episodes um and then for our um, $5 tier, you'll get the early access episode as well as our bonus content, which right now we are recapping the first and only season of the Dawson's Creek spinoff Young Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a blast, I have to say, to get through because we kind of <laughs> did it um, 
it, wasn't... it was very unexpected because I've never seen the episode. So um, we won't give you too much details because it kind of takes, takes the fun out of it. But no. <laughs> it was a lot of fun and a wildly unexpected um, turn of events that happened in that <laughs> episode. So I'm kind of in, I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. And just from the pilot alone, I'm kind of sad there was only one rude. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to uh, really get into that show, too, because um, we were thinking about doing it and I posted a couple of things on our Instagram and people are basically like never heard of it or like they they loved it or, you know, it was very like 50 50. And I said, you know, what? let's just do it, Jamie, because it's related to Dawson's Creek. And, you know, it's I don't frankly like, really remember it. I remember watching the pilot, but I don't remember watching the whole series and watching that first episode. Uh, I didn't really remember any of it and it was <laughs> a shock watching it but it was just a lot of fun recapping it because we are not as uh like together as we are with these recaps like yeah we, like we're very like scene by scene by scene with the Dawson's Creek episodes but we're gonna be a little bit looser with the bonus content and I actually really enjoyed it and you know maybe yeah. we'll switch it up and do that with these but right now um I'm enjoying that format with just we're like all over the place, but we're not. And it's a very I mean, not that saying that our normal episodes that you guys are currently listening to right now aren't uh, very uh, naturally flow conversational. Yeah, but it was it was interesting to be able to talk about an episode without being super organized. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't want to say organized, but we weren't going line by line and scene by right. scene. We were talking about key points and our thoughts and making laughs. Honestly, it was a, it was a, it was less structured. Not that we're really that structured, as you guys have probably witnessed. But we have a little bit of a flow when we do this. Um, but it wasn't. We didn't use that type of a, a structure or flow when we did the bonus episode. So right. it's like legit like we're having a normal conversation as opposed to let's talk about it line like you know scene by scene in this case it was two friends literally talking about the episode and oh you know this scene when they did this and oh this scene when they did that and you know what'd you think how'd you feel you know (laughs) what are they trying to say what's gonna happen is so it was it was a it was literally just us having a normal conversation about a show that we don't remember or have not seen never seen before so (laughs) (laughs) it was fun it was a good time i think we had a lot of laughs so hopefully you know those of you who hop onto the patreon train enjoy it too yeah hopefully i really do hope people join and listen and get enjoyment out of listening to us talk about something else besides dawson's creek but you know (laughs) i was gonna say and the great thing about it too is uh the more that we're out there and the more feedback we get, the more stuff might, you know, more might come out of it. We might start adding even more content in there um, as we progress. So yeah, it's going to be great. This is just a start, but guys more to come. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jamie. I, um, I think it's going to be really fun. And as you know, we evolve with that, we'll be doing other things as we like keep going with it. So yeah, go over and join and, You know, you get to listen to us talk about our very first fight that we had over the weekend. (laughs) But that's exclusive only to Patreon. (laughs) Our Patreon members. I'm sorry. Dogs are barking. Hold on. 
while he's barking, I'm going to get my Twizzlers out. <laughs> That's a big bag of Twizzlers, Jamie. It's <laughs> a really big bag of Twizzlers. <laughs> I know. I've been working on it for Look, it says it too. Big bag. Oh my God. <laughs> been working on this for a couple months now. <laughs> oh, I'm not into September, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Not my thing. Mm. Um, but um, we don't really. I mean, we already kind of just talked about what we did. I mean, did you do anything else over the over the weekend that was fun? I I don't think I did. Um, no, nothing that was fun. Just wedding stuff. For my friend's wedding is in less than a in less than a week. Yeah. So just trying to get all the ducks in a row and last minute stuff handled. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't really do anything either. I wa- I watched two movies. I watched the movie Smile, which I literally fell asleep watching. So I don't even remember what happened at the end. So I'm going to have to go back and watch that. But for the most part, what I watched, it was creepy. And I also watched um, this movie called Mama's Boy on HBO Max. Um, so it was about this writer-director, Dustin Lance Black. And um, it was about his growing up and his mother and... You know, it was it was really like a very interesting story. It was like a biography type, autobiographical type thing. What does that call it? A documentary? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> but I was following him since he did that movie Milk with Sean Penn, and it was so weird when they were showing clips of him like winning the Oscar for that. Um, I was like, Justin, remember when we went to see that movie? Like years and years ago i was like we just started dating when we saw that it's so weird anyway it just brought back some like weird not weird it just brought back memories of when we first started dating um but no tomorrow's thanksgiving mm-hmm. we had a very early day today and i was just telling you uh before we recorded i ran to the store to get stuff because we're gonna have dinner uh by ourselves this year we were supposed to go to his mom's but he's working and I I was like, why don't we just have dinner here then? I was like, we have the turkey. We'll just like do everything like, you know, like the beginning of COVID. Like we did that one year. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to cooking and like making everything because it's it's fun for me. I don't know. So we'll do all that and then have leftovers for however long. (laughs) I love leftovers, especially Thanksgiving leftovers. But yeah, so you're going to be cooking for Thanksgiving. That's really, really exciting. Uh, I have two thanksgivings this year i'm going to my uncle's with my mom tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then friday my mom is doing our own little thanksgiving so i'm gonna have leftovers too i'm very excited about it i love thanksgiving leftovers um but i I mean aside from all of the chaos that is my life uh, i started a show too actually if you guys like um psychological thrillers i guess 1899 it's on netflix oh yeah you were telling me about that justin actually started watching it the night you told me about it i think it was on saturday (laughs) he put it on and i was like jamie literally just told me about this it's good i like it they're long episodes though so sometimes i like i don't get a chance to get through it because somebody needs me or i have to do something and i'm constantly pausing it or i get a phone call or you know whatever somebody needs something so I haven't had a chance to, I think I'm only, I just finished the fourth episode. <laughs> it's a slow process, but I'm getting through it. Um, it's good. It's really good. I like it though. So if you like psychological thrillers, you might like it. I'll have a to lot of it. other languages involved though. So there is some 
subtitled content. Uh, but it's not like the whole thing is in well, the whole thing is might be in subtitles. I I feel like the parts that I saw, they were speaking another language, and yeah, it's like German. Yeah, um, and there's two girls problem. are Chinese, and uh, there's a there's Spanish. They're they're from Spain, I think. I think they're Spanish. Maybe they're ta- Spanish, Italian. No, he's Spanish. I'm pretty sure he's speaking Spanish. I love a Spanish guy. <laughs> <laughs> then I think there's another couple, and I can't tell if they're German or if they're French, or maybe his wife is French and she's German. I don't, I don't know. I I gotta listen a little harder, but um, but uh, anyway, there's there's you know it's like a they're traveling from Germany to to America or whatever, so most of it's in German, but it's pretty good. All I right. liked it. Oh, I'd love to check it out. Um, if you want to listen to some Thanksgiving content, you could always listen to uh, our episode where we recapped Katie Holmes in the Thanksgiving hit Pieces of April, <laughs> where we had uh, special guest Lauren from Swapping Horror Stories on. Um, that was fun. So I'll have to uh, post that on our Instagram as well. Um, it's so weird. That was our Thanksgiving episode last year. And this year, we're not really doing anything. So... We kind of like slacked with the bonus episodes this year, but um, we could do that, you know, with Patreon and see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for now, Jamie. I hope everybody has a nice Thanksgiving and um, Me too. you celebrate it and eat a lot and enjoy whatever holiday break you have, because I know I am. <laughs> I it's all about wait. eating turkey and having a day off. <laughs> Oh, you wear know. those comfy pants, guys. You know you got them. Wear them sweatpants, yoga pants, pop fits, whatever. Pop fits. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Are they like a brand? Yeah. Um, Justin normally would go hunting, uh, like right after Thanksgiving. He would go the week after Thanksgiving. He's not. He didn't go last year, and he's not going this year. And I'm a little disappointed, to be honest with you. <laughs> you were disappointed like- last year too. He couldn't go this year anyway because of his job, but maybe next year. We can all hope. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's nice to just be by yourself, you know, and not have to wake up to a mess every day. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) Or have tarot stuff everywhere. (laughs) I didn't have that problem. (laughs) Um, if anybody wants their tarot read, contact Justin at JustinTime802 at on Instagram. I think that's what it is. He does our theme song, by the way. <laughs> All right. I'm just rambling now. But uh, let's just get into the episode. What do you say? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm eating Twizzler. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I'm just a little uh, tired today. I don't know. I've been out. I didn't get that much sleep. I'm a little tired. And I think I, I might be like a little... That, um... I took like a 40 minute nap before this. I was just waking up when you text me. And you're like, all right, I sent the like. I'm like, all right, give me a couple minutes. I'm like, oh, all right. I was like, no. Yeah. I forgot. I had I an said- alarm set for 3.30. I forgot I said three. I thought I was like, did I say three or 3.30? And then I said. 3.30 was fine. You ever like 3.15. <laughs> I was ready by 3.30. I had my alarm set just in case, but I was already I was like, waking up. I was like sitting there. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. But like. I couldn't go to the bathroom and I was like, I'm not going to like oh. force this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't force it. I was like, she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So this week we are recapping season four, episode seven. You had me at 
Goodbye. Aired November 15th, 2000, written by Chris Levinson and Zach Estrin, and directed by John Baring. So when I saw the title of this episode, mm-hmm. it reminded me of a song, and I'm going to try to look it up really quick. I think it's You Had Me at Hello. Yeah. Well, that's what it reminds me of, too, because wasn't that something that they always said in Jerry Maguire or something? You had me at hello. Renee's oh, maybe. So uh, Kenny Chesney has a song called You Had Me at Hello, but so does A Day to Remember. And A Day to Remember is the version that I, it's a song that I like. Oh, I'll have to pull it up and listen to it. Oh, it's really good. I love them, actually. What other songs I have tattooed, like the lyrics tattooed down my side, so. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How much I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we open with Joey in the college advisor's office. It's that same college advisor. And uh, she tells Joey that she looks like a deer standing in the road of senior year, caught in the headlights of college indecision. And Joey's like, I'm just going to go run away and join the circus. And she tells Joey that. She's well ahead of the game, except for Williams College. She's missing a peer recommendation from the person who knows her best. Joey's like, oh, great. Now I have to like, I have to fill, I have to get someone to fill this out. I'm going to like fucking break up with Pacey and Dawson's going to like hate my guts. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to lose loose. (laughs) So, um. Joey says that she's trying to take a vacation from large choices that carry even larger consequences. And the college advisor tells Joey to close her eyes and clear her mind. And Joey goes along with it. And she says, now, who is the person that knows you, Joey Potter, the best? We all know where this is going. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I knew what she was going to be. I knew what she was going to be doing. I knew she was going to ask dawson i would have i would ask dawson if i was her i mean yeah she he knows her the longest that's for sure yeah she says open your eyes who do you see and she doesn't give an answer though but we're all clearly like we know this has been the theme between them for four seasons now so right i have a history with him pacey but i'm building my future with you you (laughs) I was like, no, this is why I love them. They're sappy and adorable. I got to tell you, though, this episode, I didn't really see the connection. I don't know what it was. I don't Maybe because I was so solely focused on other storylines. But watching it, I was like, oh, right. She's with Pacey. I every every time every time they kiss. I felt like she got pregnant. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Every well, they're time. Very, they're very PDA. And, like, it's so, like, uh, like serious when they kiss. Like, they have to, like. Yeah, it's love. It's, like, this is real. This is my puppy shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, those, are the, like, people, those are the people like, that I hate, though, when I see that in oh. public. <laughs> I'm, like, these guys. These guys, <laughs> this is the type of kiss you're like, damn, she just got pregnant. Like, <laughs> I think I got pregnant. <laughs> you're just, no, it's that, it's when they kiss, it's like they don't see anybody else in the room. Like, right. Which, no, that's true. Because but it's, it's also, just them. They're in their own little world. I want that. Yeah, but it's also kind of gross. I don't know. Whatever. Well, don't, don't look at it if you don't like it, Steven. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I don't have to look at it. <laughs> you don't have to look at it, okay? 
<laughs> Jamie's like just laying down now on her bed. Are you guys, are it, you offended? I knew it would come to this. <laughs> I'm so I told her I told you one day we would be so comfortable doing this that we would be laying on our bed with our microphones the way you're doing it. And it's look, it's happening. <laughs> Listen, okay, it's so uncomfortable to sit like up in bed like i don't have a, an office anymore or a desk where i could just do this so no. I, I like it's hurting my back i need to stretch out you'll you'll be okay you guys <laughs> it's not like our listeners can see me they're listening i know <laughs> i can't see your whole face is cut out of the thing <laughs> i'm here i swear um all right so we steven, cut steven to... steven you had me at hello <laughs> you give me butterflies at the mailbox <laughs> you had me at i won the halloween cost or desk contest <laughs> you lie you hated me then <laughs> you're like this you, bitch you always say hate i never hated you i'm just kidding i'm being dramatic i just said i don't know who the fuck she you had she feelings is. you <laughs> you had some feelings <laughs> <laughs> it's okay they were dumb they were dumb feelings um all right so now we cut to pacey bringing andy her homework and i actually really enjoyed seeing the two of them together me too it was nice to see them it was almost like they were giving the audience some sort of resolution with them clearly but Mm -hmm. also like i'm sure fans back then were like i can't believe you broke these two up and all this stuff and you know so it was nice to see that they did come to um like a full circle yeah exactly it was nice and it was so it was like season two watching them again it was so so that's a lot better (laughs) it was so nice seeing them (laughs) this is like an awkward angle i look like i got three chins i'm just kidding i only have two no i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) so yeah pacey's bringing into your homework and he tells her that it's getting tiresome lugging her literature to and fro and she's not in any rush to go back to school. Uh, she says, they'll see me as that really smart girl who almost chemmed herself to death inside the inflatable funhouse. <laughs> I was like, it was an inflatable monkey or gorilla, Andy. That's what it was. <laughs> you paid more attention to what the inflatable bit was than I did because I definitely had no idea. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I just remember seeing the gorilla face. <laughs> um. He tells her their high school knows how to forgive stupidity. He says, how do you think I'm still walking down the halls? Andy mentions that all of her friends, they're like crew, have all been really great about visiting her, but nobody's talking to one another. Pacey says, yeah, well, we're not the most uh, hugsy of groups right now. And Pacey says that their previously fractured group of friends has gone and fractured itself again. And he says, not just Jen and Jack, but everybody. And Andy makes it very clear that Uh, This was not Jen's fault. And she says, I'm going to fix this, Pacey. (laughs) And he's like, why? Not all friendships are meant to be saved. Maybe we're meant to just spend a certain part of our lives with certain people and then move on. Isn't that what this whole year is supposed to be about anyway? Moving on? And she tells him that they can move on without moving away from each other. And he's like, I don't think so. And my note for this scene was, um, Joshua Jackson looks really good in this scene. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> I just he thought he looked really good in every handsome. scene. <laughs> I think he's, he's just getting older. Like he's not. Yeah, he's hotter. <laughs> yeah, he looks. Yeah, he's way hotter than he was in season one. I'm just saying he has. He. I feel like even now he's like. 
as oh, he's, he's matured. Super he's, hot now. Oh, hot! Like, yes, sir. <laughs> well, now every post that I make about him, or like, I just shared a story of his of his actual Instagram. I shared, um, and I put daddy on it because <laughs> that's, that's what you called him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you know who I think is the hottest guy on this show right now? Jack. Mr. Brooks. <laughs> the Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Dawson's at Mr. Mr. Brooks and uh, he's complaining about Dawson doing a shitty job painting his house. He says cheap paint applied by even cheaper labor wouldn't even come close to covering the cost of repair of what you and your friends did to my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson's like, look, I understand that from your point of view, what I did was, and he says, illegal. <laughs> and Dawson's like, it was a matter of life and death. I was saving my friends. <laughs> and he's like, well, compared to that, what's a little matter of whitewashing my fence? <laughs> and he's like, well, I have to fill out my college applications, Mr. Brooks. Like, I don't have time to do that and paint your whole fucking fence. <laughs> Wasn't he painting a fence recently already? He was no. Remember the fence he was building for Joey, and it was like a half a fence at her house in season two. And then he like called the cops on her father, or whatever. But <laughs> I could have sworn that it. it was later too, because I made a comment on how they left stuff on the on the. Oh fence. no, that was, was that was his, was that, that was just like inside of his house or something. It wasn't a fence. It was like a planter. <laughs> it was a garage. Yeah, you literally just talked about this. He said he he didn't even take stuff down. He just painted around. <laughs> yeah, it was like a planner on the fence line. I'm like, he didn't even move things. Like, how's he gonna paint around it? Like, <laughs> Brooks is right, holes. I guess. <laughs> the plot thickens. Just start making a list of all the plot holes we find. I know we should. We should be like, I don't understand this. I mean, we already talked about time and how time doesn't have like exist. It in doesn't this world. exist. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Just like the layouts of these houses don't exist. Yeah. Oh my god. And Wicker's a reputable form of uh uh oh Fuck furniture furniture <laughs> Fuck furniture because it's strong. You know, it's strong. <laughs> it can it take a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your penis stuck between one of the like little things. Oh, that's that would be uh, out, but also impressive. Like how? <laughs> well, they're just used to doing it at this point. So, <laughs> um, I wrote Brooks is an asshole. He literally laughs at him and says, "From his observation, he doesn't think that they'll be all that high." <laughs> Dawson's like, "Uh, I just don't have time." And Brooks is like, you're a resourceful lad. You sold a boat when you needed to. <laughs> and he tells him that he's honoring his promise by not pressing charges. So Dawson needs to honor his by working off his debt. And, you know, it makes sense. But yes. Joey isn't there helping him or Pacey or Jen. Like, 
they could all be helping him do this. <laughs> like, it's just on Dawson. <laughs> True. <laughs> he was like, I fucking saved all your lives, and I'm the one getting stuck doing or, it. Or what about the, the one that actually gave him the keys and said, here you go, take this vote? Oh, that motherfucker? Oh, he made me so mad this episode, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a twat waffle. Twat waffle? Oh, he's disgusting. Uh, what I literally said out loud when that scene comes up, I said, what a fucking disgusting piece of shit. And Justin's like, what? <laughs> like, nothing. It's like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> it made me mad. Um, so they do like, they pan out from where Dawson's standing and the fence goes all the way around his house. It's like this big ass fence, like a white picket fence. But, yeah. you know, it's not white anymore because he has to paint it again. <laughs> He has to whitewash it. <laughs> like everything in this show, he has to whitewash it. <laughs> so now we cut to Jen at her locker, and she turns around and she sees Jack, and they make eye contact, and he just looks really pissed off. You had me a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck you, Jen. And he like turns around and he's like, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. And she's disappointed. So then nasty mcgee comes up drew and he puts his hands over her eyes and uh he says guess who and she says rough skin questionable odor if i were a betting woman i'd say my least favorite person on earth and she turns around and he goes no it's me <laughs> that i thought was funny <laughs> yeah he's a real hoot she says, I thought we came to an understanding that you would just curl up and die. And he tells her that Jeez. he gets the vibe. <laughs> and he tells her that he gets the vibe that her friends think that he's a bad influence on her. How can we fix that? And she tells him that because of him, her friends aren't even speaking to her. And he goes, not even the precious Jack. She says, mind your own business, dipshit. <laughs> mind your own beeswax. He says that he's happy that they're not talking to her. He says he can't believe how easy it was to have her hanging out with him again like old times. And she's like, this is nothing like old times, Drew. And he tells her no matter what or who she did, he was always there with her. Not pretending to be them judging you afterwards. Can you say the same about your new friends? And she talks to him. Wait. No, she tells him she doesn't. I don't know what the fuck I'm writing. She tells him. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him that she doesn't care if anybody ever speaks to her again, but she'll never turn to him for solace or support ever. And he I'm says, sure, sure. always remember, Jen, that which does not kill me makes me more diabolical. And then he walks away. I don't understand why. I don't understand why they brought Drew on. Honestly, I don't know what like what his purpose is yet. He's just there. I mean, he's causing drama with Jen, but. He's not that interesting of a character. The more I watch, no, he's not. He's definitely their attempt at an Abby Morgan, but he's not as interesting as Abby. Um, but without him, we wouldn't have the situations that we like the some of the conflict that we do between the group. And I think that they needed that conflict, especially with Jen, and then with the situation that resulted from that with Andy. Right. right. So they're using his character to his like potential. He's just not an interesting character. Right. Like, at first I thought maybe he could be interesting because he had that moment of helping them with the boat and he, yeah. had, he saved Joey's job, basically. You know what I mean? So, like, he had those moments where he could be a potential friend, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he did the whole thing for Jen's birthday, even though it wasn't a birthday. He just used it as an excuse. You could have thought, eh, maybe that's sweet, but it's really not. He just wanted to have a party in somebody else's name. But like, I feel like now he's at that point where he's just like, I don't know what's redeeming about him. You Nothing. know what I mean? Like, we had a taste of it. Like, there might have been some kind of redemption, but in reality, he's just, it's disguised. You know, it looks like it's good, but it's disguised as something else more sinister, dark. Yeah. <laughs> What did you say you were earlier? What kind of what? What did you say you were earlier? Uh, we were talking about it, and I said I'm not that an observation, something. Oh yeah, an, an objective thinker. I'm an objective thinker. I'm an object- objective thinker. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I take myself out of the situation. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't do that. <laughs> That's funny. Butterflies at the mailbox. <laughs> Is that a line in the song? <laughs> it's towards the end. You gave me butterflies at the mailbox. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> I guess they they're neighbors. Oh yeah, like Dawson and Joey. <laughs> mm. So now we're at Pacey's beach bungalow, which I really want to live. <laughs> yeah, it's so freaking cute. Yeah, except for the dumb, like, meter that they had in there. Like, as soon as you walk in, there's this, like, red meter, hmm. which I didn't understand. Oh, uh, I think it's just, like, a, it's just, um, like, a decoration. Yeah, but it was stupid. I didn't like it. Well, they, like, have eclectic taste. Leave them be. So he pops in. Joey's waiting. They make out for, like, 20 minutes. And Gretchen yells at him for not buying groceries because it's Thursday. We know that it's Thursday. <laughs> We do. And it's Pacey's day to buy groceries. And he goes to leave and Gretchen tells Joey, um, tell me everything before the enemy returns to camp. And Joey says, how did you manage your college application dysphoria? And Gretchen says, you know, you might be dating one, Joey, but you can't outwit a witter, especially an older one. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, avoidance, Joey. And Gretchen tells her that she knows that she has something on her mind, so spill it. <laughs> you can't outwit a witter. Especially like an older witter. <laughs> yeah. So Joey tells her about the pure rack, and Gretchen's like, ah, oh, the plot thickens. And she says, well, have you asked them yet, Dawson? <laughs> like She's so, like, on top of it. I know. And she's awesome. I know. She really, Gretchen really is a good character, I have to say. She's very likable. She doesn't do anything, like, uh, so far. She hasn't done anything that's, like, you look Paints at her, like... a target on her. Yeah. She's really good with Joey and, like, our other characters. She's, you know... I like that she, like, looks out for Joey, too. Like, she looks at her like, you're my brother's girlfriend, but she's you're not... also, like, a life. sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Joey says that she's conflicted because she doesn't know who to ask, Pacey or Dawson. She said, either way, someone's going to get hurt. And Gretchen tells her that, um, she says, well, that doesn't have to be you by default. You're allowed to be a little selfish here. She says, they want to hear from the person who knows you best, not the person that you're dating. And Joey says, so you think I should ask Dawson? (laughs) Gretchen says, I'm saying you should answer the question. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. So let me ask you, because I was like, what would I do in this situation? So say you're you're in the same situation, okay? What would you do if you were asking me to write your peer rec, but you didn't want your current boyfriend to know? 
or you didn't want to ask him, what would you what would you do? Would you tell him? Well, yeah. I don't think I would. I would just leave it as it was. I'd be like, he doesn't need to know. It's just a dumb peer wreck. It's not like he's like bloating money from him or anything. It's just a, a like an essay. That's all it is. And if it came, I don't know. I, like, I feel like I kind of, I kind of operate on the. If it gives you a weird feeling inside, like a negative feeling, then it's probably something that's like not should be hit. Shouldn't should not. I be hate hit. you. <laughs> <laughs> Because you feel guilty because it's guilt. You know what I mean? That's what that feeling is. So if it gives you a negative feeling on the inside to be to do that, then. <laughs> but then not everything. Probably... <laughs> but not every. It's not like she's cheating on him. It's not no, like she's not. But it's, she knows that's something that would bother him. So. Yeah, I guess. I you just have don't... to be respectful of your partner's feelings, too. You can't just be all all the all the Joey show, you know. Yeah, but she's also walking on eggshells constantly with him. It's like it, she did the same thing with Dawson. Like she, she's yeah. not allowed to just fucking ask a friend. To... They just have like a lot of stuff going on, and it makes it complicated for their their age and and everything that's going on right now. So it makes sense that you know going forward, which everybody already knows this, that they break up, but eventually they get back together and then they stay together, and that's what makes me happy because they they still have a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, that's and true. learning how to communicate, you know? Well, that's what I said before. If you're, like, still dating the person that you were dating in high school and didn't have any experience be- between that, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So we cut to Andy and her dad watching TV. And whatever they're watching sounded terrible. <laughs> it was, just sounded ridiculous. They were like... I love you. I hate you. I love you. Kiss me. (laughs) It was so weird. I was like, what the fuck are they watching? But her dad's like creepily like looking at her and she's like, what daddy? (laughs) And he tells her that he's been watching her uh, this past week and thinking that he wants to fix all this. He says he talked to their principal, Principal Peskin. They got a new principal, by the way. And um, he says, you have more than enough credits to graduate. All you need to do is walk in June. And he says, how would you like to take the rest of the year off? And she's like, to do what? Get a job? And he's like, you're not understanding this, Andy. You're not understanding what I'm saying. He says, I was trying to remember the last time that you were relaxed with no burdens or responsibilities. It was that summer that we were in Florence with your Aunt Georgia. And she says, there was that market in the square by her flat. <laughs> and her dad says, you would run from cart to cart, making people laugh. And you were so happy. And she was like, I was 11, dad. <laughs> he says, but you were so free. And she says, are you saying I should go to Italy? And he says, well, your aunt says that she's always up for company. And she's like, she's not sure. He tells her that the next four years of her life are going to be so intense that this might be the only time to take advantage of an opportunity like this. He tells her just to think about it. I would fucking go. Uh, yeah. If somebody was like, hey, James, you had a really <laughs> tough year. <laughs> I'm going to pay for you to go visit your aunt. Hey, James. <laughs> across the other side of the world. Do you want to go? Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Take me. I have enough credits to graduate. I can come back and walk. I'm down. So now we cut to Jack. He's opening up his AOL email. And you got says, mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that it said um, it was dated 10 19 2000. And it was from Jen Lindley. And the title was 911. And I was like, 
is this from like 9 11? I, and then I said, no, that didn't even happen yet. Hmm. My first thought was 9 11. He goes to delete it, but Andy tells him that he can't keep avoiding her. And he says, well, I can try. And he says he doesn't want to have this conversation with her right now. She says, well, I'm taking the rest of the year off. How's that for conversation? And he's like, off of what? She's like, everything, Jack. And he says, so you get all the perks of senior year at Capeside with no homework? Where do I sign up? And she's like, look, Jack, it's because I'm smart. It's You're not that smart, okay? I have enough credits. Daddy's going to send me to Italy to be with Aunt Georgia. And you have to start filling out college applications because you're not actually doing what you're supposed to be doing as a senior. By the way, his thing's gone. His uh, sling. Yes. Did you notice that? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I forgot all about that sling. <laughs> Forgotten. Um. Oh, yeah. He calls her Aunt G. She says, I'll be in Italy, Florence to be exact, with Aunt G. And Jack does not look happy. He kind of looks a little sad. He looks very and, sad. He's yeah, like, I left God. Graham's house and moved back into this house That's and reconciled things with my dad. And for what? You're leaving. <laughs> not for the relationship of him and his father. <laughs> right. The reason I came back to this house was to be with you. I know. Now I have like, nobody. Bye, Jack. <laughs> Gotta I get don't up. even have Jen now. And you're ready to leave me <laughs> all by myself. <laughs> it's kind of <Yeah>. fucked up. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for her, yeah. And Jack needs to realize that because every when these things happen in you know, like our lives where like it's clear that we need to take a break or we need to like make things better in our lives then like you should like you literally should just it. jump on it yeah yeah i should do it so i'm all for her leaving but i'm curious i really want to know the backstory as to why they wrote her off the show like i understand what they kind of said in that um panel that they had but you know because they really weren't doing anything with her at this point they they yeah. were just like i said using her as this like catalyst but she really was a good character and I was sad to see her go. And it's almost like she's been wiped from the show. Like every single time that there's um, or every advertisement that they have of season, the season she was on, it was like almost like she wasn't a part of it. It's weird. It's very weird. That is really weird. And I mean, they do bring her back once after this episode. They bring her back to visit. Well, she graduates. Yeah. So she probably comes back for graduation and then she, you know, scampers off again. <laughs> and that's that she um she scampers off i don't know but but i i agree with you it's sad to see her go but i still think andy from the first season that she was in so was that season two mm-hmm. um is still my favorite andy me too mine too i would love to talk to her i really would i would love to know what happened behind the scenes with everything and how she felt about it because watching her that final scene where she's crying I felt like it was legit, like her really I mean, crying. She sank a, I mean, yeah. so on set, I'm sure they all become friends and stuff. So when you're saying goodbye to somebody that you work with on a daily basis, it's emotional. It's hard. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I agree with you there. But well, even, uh, yeah, even in the reunion that they had a couple of years ago, um, she was very much like she said, it's like I we were back to like being on set together. Like that's how it felt like when they all got together again. And I know that they all said that they're in like a text chain with each other. So 
That makes me feel happy, though, that they're all like still in communication, you know? Lifeline friends. Jamie, uh-huh. Jamie what are you on? <laughs> are you like Nothing. messed up? <laughs> I'm just tired. So therefore, I'm singing. I'm quite comfortable. You're drinking a Red Bull. I have a monster downstairs. I was half tempted, but it's like five o'clock now. There's no point. <laughs> Who cares? I'll drink one at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> That's because you're a local like a base, yeah? What? You're crazy. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy in the head, Stephen. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Jack tells Andy, he's like, you've been telling me that you're looking forward to our senior year with anticipation that often borders on frightening. And now you just want to leave. But if you stay, you have six months of zero responsibility surrounded by family and friends. She says, yeah, friends who can't even stand to be in the same room with one another. And he says, that's exactly my point. Do you really want to leave when you're the one everyone's still talking to? I was like, Jack, shut the fuck up. Just give her like positive reinforcement and say, go, like, go do what you got to do. So Andy's like, you're making it sound like there's no valid reason to go. And he tells her that he always pictured her as the girl who didn't just go to the last party of senior year, but she threw it. He says, you'd leave and miss the end of this, all of it. That's not something I ever thought you'd do. But then again, I've been making the mis- that mistake about a lot of people these days. And he's like walking up up the stairs. So dramatic. <laughs> dramatic, sir. I wrote, Jack is so butthurt and mad and sad. And it's not fair to make Andy feel like this. It's not. It's not fair. No. He's like, oh, I want to go to Italy. Take me with you. I mean, I'd probably be like the same way. I'm like, yo, take me with you, yeah? I'll yeah. Wait. But he's not He's not on her level, you know? Get on my level. Mm. So Jen's called to the office, like the guidance office with Mitch. And we see Graham's there. And there's a police officer, Officer Morris from Juvenile Corrections. And we see Miss Valentine. And she opens the door and she's like, what's up? And then she closes the door and we see Drew. He's like leaning on uh, like a desk or something. And he goes, I had to tell them we've been naughty, naughty kids, Jen. And frankly, we need to help. I told them all about our mutual experience with ecstasy and how we both contributed to the delinquency of poor Andy McPhee. And she's like, Drew, what are you doing? And he's like, what's best? And she's like, you can't believe anything this guy says. He's a, and then Miss Valentine says, a victim. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. He's not, she, he's not a victim. And Jen cuts her off and says, does anybody want to hear my side of the story before handing down a sentencing? Andrew says, it's not about punishment, Jen. It's about prevention. And she says, are you guys actually buying this crap? And Grimes is like, Jennifer. <laughs> Andrew says, are you saying we don't have a past speckled with recreational drug use? And she says, I'm saying that I don't have a present. And she looks at Grams and she says, you know me, Grams, ask. But she doesn't say anything. And Drew says that he admitted to giving her the drugs and somehow they got from her hands to Andy's nervous system. He says, I mean, do I fib? And his mom's like trying to stick up for him. But they eventually get 100 hours of community service. And Grams gets really upset and leaves the office. I thought he was such a fucking asshole in that scene. Oh my God. Yeah, no, he's a narc. He's nothing but a little narc. He like included himself in it, but he still put the like he's still making Jen look like the bad guy, even though it's I don't know. She did nothing wrong. She literally did nothing wrong. And she even says that later, but yeah. 
I uh, would never talk to him ever again. And the fact that they did not even let her speak and tell her side of the story yeah, uh, made me even more irate. I was like, they're not even listening to her. No. And And what pissed me off the most is the betrayal from Grams because Grams didn't even Mm -hmm. like have her back. Yeah. It's disappointing, Grams. I'm disappointed in you. So she chases after Grams. They're outside now. And Grams tells her that um, Jen's like, should I pack my bags now or wait till after dinner? And Grams tells her that she doesn't want to have this conversation. She says, I thought we had a relationship based on honesty and truth. I will not yell. I will not punish. Scolding is for children. I'm not doing a very good job. I haven't done Grams in a while. And Jen- a little rusty. A little, yeah. And Jennifer... You are no longer a child. I wish to God you were. Maybe there'd still be time to write whatever it is that's wrong with you. And I wrote, that hurt. Sorry, that, that wasn't a good grams at all. I got to practice. She lost because I'm doing too much Brooks. <laughs> she says, I have never in all of my life been so deeply disappointed in anything or anyone. I don't even, I don't even have the words. <laughs> and Jen's crying. That was much better. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that was much better. If I hear it in my head, it works better. You know, if I like hear it, because I mm. feel like I'm just like, uh, then it's refreshed. Yeah. Like I can, and I can hear her voice in my head. It's just, uh, I wasn't paying attention to my brain, what my brain was telling me. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to my brain. Sorry. Come <laughs> It just wasn't working. So now we cut to Jen and she's at Andy and Jack's Jack Mm -hmm. answers the door and she's like, I got your email. And he's like, well, I didn't send it to you. And he he goes to like, shut the door on her. (laughs) Like he's such an asshole. Andy secretly emailed Jen to get them to talk. And he's like, I have nothing to say to you. So Jen's like, I apologize for my poor judgment, but at some point you need to tell me how to fix this. She's like, I apologize for things that I don't even think were really my fault. She says, I'm 17 and I did something stupid. But when you know someone and they do something so out of character, you don't abandon them. She says, you of all people should understand that. And what you're doing is killing me. I would never do that to anyone, especially you. And then she leaves. So Jack turns around and she sees Andy standing there. And he says, nothing she does is ever going to fix this. So now we cut to Joey. She's at Dawson's. She's dropping off her pure rack. And um, she goes to knock. She doesn't really knock. But then she turns around. And she sees him walking back from the garage with all the like painting supplies and stuff. So she's like helping him carry stuff. And she, he says, something tells me you didn't come here to help me carry a bunch of paint. And she's not talking. And he's like, are you going to ask me? And she's like, ask you at Dawson. <laughs> and he's like you got your favorite face on joe and she hands him the uh pure wreck and he opens it and he says wow wow and she says you said that already he says i know i thought the second time had more impact (laughs) and she's like what do you think and he says well what do you think and she tells him that she hopes i hope you'll write it for me and he says well are you sure i'm the right person does pacey know about this she says, no, but if you say yes, he will. And she says, are you the right person, Dawson? 
She says, well, you're the only person who knows that I have a favor face. I'm just asking that you ponder the possibility, okay? And if you do decide to write it, then you are the right person. And he says, okay. And then she leaves. So we don't know if he's going to write it or not. No. He didn't give her like a definite answer. So he's going to think about it. That's all she asked for. And How do you feel about Dawson's reaction with this whole peer review thing? So... So far this season, I feel like he's still hurt, obviously. And there's times when they're fine, but he gives like a little dig here and there. Yeah. So I felt like he was trying to give a dig. But at the same time, I felt like he was sort of like happy that she asked. But she he felt like maybe he was uh, he didn't want to cause any trouble between uh, her and Pacey so I think he's sort of like getting into this mentality now where he he understands they're together because I, I completely agree with you with that like I don't think that he wants to cause any problems with Joey and Pacey's relationship I also think that he doesn't really want to start another fight between him and Pacey they're like sort of getting better you know what I mean? So yeah. I think in his mind, he's like, if I accept this, this is just going to be another thing that might set Pacey off. And is it worth it? You know what I mean? Is it worth me getting involved in their relationship and damaging what little like friendship we have right now? And I, I think also later when he goes to decline, huh, spoiler alert now, um, later when he goes to decline, I think he may have also thought about it. Like, does he really know Joey anymore? I don't think that he does. And that's kind of been proven within the last, like, at least two seasons. Yeah. Because Joey is growing into somebody else. You know what I mean? She's growing as a person, and so is he. And their past don't necessarily mean they're growing together. They're not. Um, And I think he's starting to recognize that. So I don't even know if he can accurately say that he knows Joey the best anymore. He knows her past the best, their history. But does he know Joey now? That's a good point. I mean, you would you would assume that he knows her character, but... You know, Car- yeah, that's probably all he really knows, though. The what past- made Joey she is, maybe. Yeah, but like the past two seasons, yeah, like it's almost like she showed this different side of her where she, like, he just, you know, I felt like he just irritated her all the time. And, you know, she was just trying to find herself. And yeah. not every, like nobody knows, nobody knows who they are. When somebody's like, I got to find myself, it's like, well, if you don't even know who you are, I don't know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. It makes perfect sense. So now we cut to Dawson painting this fence <laughs> and he's like painting, painting, painting. And then they cut to the pier rack just sitting there because he le- he just likes to leave everything important just laying out for like everybody to see his photos, pier racks. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brooks calls him in to eat, which I thought was really nice. It was very nice. At least he's feeding him. Yeah. So Dawson goes in and we see him looking around all the pictures on the wall and he sits down and he takes the tiniest bite of mashed potatoes and he's like, Mr. Brooks, this is so good. (laughs) And Brooks is like, oh, you're not going to be one of those teenagers. If it's called a talking table, it would be a talking table. (laughs) Such a grumpy old man. So Dawson's like, fuck you, I'm going to go eat outside. And he's like, that's right. Go out, leave, run from your problems. That's why none of your friends are here helping you. <laughs> and Dawson gets uh, Dawson gets mad now. He's like, well, what about you? You have all these pictures of people I've never seen before. I'm like, well, why would you see them? You only see him. Like, unless, Nobody you know. Nobody visits you're... him. That's what he's getting at. 
<laughs> I'm just going to say that. Unless you're seeing visitors. <laughs> um, he's like, who are they? You critiqued my photography saying I didn't have enough life in my pictures. I would say you've got the opposite problem. Who the hell are all these people, Mr. Brooks? Tell me. <laughs> so then Brooks gets up and he's like, the guys in the picture are all my brothers. They came to me for money and then they're they're They lost all the money and my investment went to nothing. So now I don't talk to them because money ruined our relationship. <laughs> uh, he says, sometimes you lose people from your life by choice. Sometimes it just happens when you make the wrong ones. Stick to your gut, guys. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I never mix money with like friendship or anything like that. Like ever. If we're like at work together and you're like, oh, I don't have my money to get this like soda at Cho's. I'd be like, Jimmy, I'll get it for you. Like. Or, yeah. or like if we have like an understanding where we're going to lunch and like one week you pay and like I pay the next week, that's different. But if you're coming to me for like a large lump sum of money, I'd be like, uh, no, <laughs> go ask somebody else. That's what a loan at a bank is for. Exactly. I don't want to mess up our relationship because of money. But um, I remember one time, like when we first moved in here, uh, I didn't realize I had to pay my like electric bill. And um, the electric went off. So I had to pay like fast. I didn't have the money for it. I just wasn't like situated with my money at all. It was weird. And um, I asked my grandparents and they wrote me a check and I paid them back right away. But I've never asked my grandparents for money ever. But they they did. They gave it to me and I paid them right back. And they were like, you don't even have to pay us back, Stephen. But I did because I felt guilty. Just, you know, it makes you feel like a piece of shit sometimes. I don't know. But now it's like, it's different. You know, things are different now. Anyway, so now we cut to Pacey dropping off Andy's homework again. And she's like, Pacey, I have a secret and I have to tell you because if I don't, I'm going to burst. And it's like the old times when I used to have to tell you stuff all the time. And she's like, I'm going to Italy. (laughs) I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. (laughs) He's like, it's quite an offer. And he's like, well, what did Jack say? And she's like, he's not being very supportive. And she says, my father wants best for my health. My brother is being selfish out of love. And he says, and you want me to be a tiebreaker. She's like, at first I agreed with Jack. Maybe going to Italy is running away when life hits a rough patch. And Pacey says, or maybe this is exactly what you need, Andy, to have the strength and will to take off the training wheels and try riding on your own for a while. She's like, I'm not sure if I can. And he's like, you can, Andy. You can do anything. Remember that time you went to a mental hospital and fucked somebody behind my back? You could do that, remember? (laughs) He says, you spend way too much time worrying about everyone else. But at the end of the day, it's your life. And you get to live it. You are the tiebreaker, Andy. (laughs) You are the tiebreaker. You are the tiebreaker. Do you remember the time (laughs) you fucked up? (laughs) It's such a, like, it's such a, it's not even a hard question. It's not even a, a hard decision to make. I mean... I feel like Shardy made might up her mind. Be for a 17 year old. You don't know. So, um, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 You're such an idiot. <laughs> sometimes, was- sometimes yeah. I know that you're going to say these dumb things because it's like, in my head too, and I go, she's gonna, she's gonna fucking say it, <laughs> and <laughs> you do. Footage. It's the holiday season. 
Well, and hippity and then dun, dun, it's the cream of the crown. <laughs> Just exactly seven o'clock. <laughs> you know what I always happy love? holidays, happy holidays. I always love the uh, old Navy holiday commercials. Do you remember those? They always made me feel good. Not really. <laughs> We should put out like just a whole episode where we just sing <laughs> Christmas Christmas carols. <laughs> They're like people are literally like putting guns to their heads. <laughs> I don't get enough of this already on B101. All right. So now we are back with Jen and Drew. They're in the office together and he's being just an asshole to her. And he's like, we could build a new community center, center for the kids. And she's like, just shut up, Drew. Just shut the fuck up drew and he tells her that this little rift of theirs is tearing them apart and they need to spend some quality time together and she tells him that he forgets that she knows him that he did this to look better to everyone else to protect his inner iago but no amount of apologizing is good enough for these people once they've made up their minds about who you are and he says these people have no idea who you are jen that's what i've been trying to tell you these are not your people i am your people and all that Cape Side will ever be for you is your past. We cut to uh, Mr. McPhee coming home from work. And Andy's sitting at her kitchen counter making tea in a teapot. And, um, you know, he comes in and says hi. And then she's like, everything seems to be going okay around here now, right? Like, you and Jack. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. Why? And she's like, you seem to be okay. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. You got an answer for me? I got to let your fucking aunt know what you're going to do. <laughs> I got to book that flight. <laughs> yeah. Tickets uh-huh. aren't getting any cheaper. She says, if you and Jack can work things out, then why can't Jen and Jack, right? Or Pacey and Dawson or any of us, really? And he's like, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> like, this is not- I don't care about your friends. And he tells her all it takes is realizing what you risk losing by letting someone go. That was it. That was our little scene. So now we're with Joey. Uh, she's sitting at the end of her dock that has like the high distance from her dock to her her rowboat. Right. <laughs> like I still don't know how she gets in that thing. And she like, has to jump. I don't know. <laughs> she runs and leaps. <laughs> um, she's reading her like homework assignment, and Dawson walks up behind her, and uh, she's like, "The seat's not taken, Dawson." And he's like, "I can't stay." And he has her peer rec with him and he says i'm not the right person to write this not anymore and you can tell she's upset because she makes she like she looks like she's gonna cry and she's like i'm never gonna get this wreck i know she's like i gotta get this fucking application in she should just write it herself (laughs) right just have somebody else sign it get baby alexander to do it (laughs) yeah he knows you the best he's only been there for a typical couple years i know you shared a bedroom you had to babysit him when you weren't sleeping all the you time. You changed his diaper. You've seen his little bits. But yeah, she goes, you did what I asked. You thought about it. And I thank you for that. So then Dawson goes to leave. And as soon as he moves out of the frame, we see Pacey like standing right behind him. It was such Pacey. a weird shot. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, he's there. <laughs> Nobody saw him walking up. You know, no, or heard him. <laughs> Nothing. Just boom. He's there like magic. And he's like, Pacey. And Pacey's kind of like smiles and he's like, Dawson. 
And he's like, play date. And Joey's like, look, I just asked him to write my PRAC and he said no. So it was nothing. I don't want to talk about it. And Pacey's like, well, that's not nothing. Pacey's nothing- like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. He says, the nothing is you tell me about it. It's the somethings that you keep secret. And she's like, we're not arguing, Pacey. And he's really pissed off because she doesn't want to talk about it. And she's pissed off because he hasn't been around. He's been with Andy this whole time. He even says that. She's like, look, it's not even that. I was just waiting to see if he agreed to do it in the first place. Before we start World War, where are we now? 15? (laughs) (laughs) And she says, if you're upset that I asked him, then that's because of the question. So then she starts bringing up all these old memories that include Dawson. Like, she's like, when my mom died, he sat there with me and didn't say a word because he knew there weren't any words to describe how I was feeling at that moment. And she's like, you can't be angry that I asked him. And he says, I'm not angry that you asked him. It's the question. When do I get to be that person? <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Um. So now we see Leary's fresh fish. And Dawson's walking into the restaurant. And then Joey slowly is behind him. And she's like, I didn't know that you were going to be serving tonight. Are you working tonight? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm having dinner with Andy. She's like, me too. That's so weird. And then uh, Jack shows up and he's like, what are we all doing here? And they're like having dinner with Andy. And he's like, me too. This is so weird. I'm like, you live together. You like, you <laughs> didn't... <laughs> she didn't tell me anything, but I got an email from her. But isn't it weird that like, she just wasn't like, Jack, let's go to dinner. And like, they went together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless he, maybe he was out. Maybe oh. he has. Sports he was thing, doing soccer, or... probably. Yeah, soccer. As you roll your eyes. Whatever, Jack. <laughs> Whatever he was doing. He wasn't filling out college applications. We know that. <laughs> he, was, he was teaching the young kids. Teaching Molly how to kick a soccer ball. <laughs> go! So we go He's in and... Go. We go in and we see Pacey's already sitting at the table. And then Andy comes out and they're like, what's going on, Andy? And she's like, I'll tell you all shortly. Uh, We're waiting just for one more person. And I was like, look around. You know who it is. Like, they're waiting for Jen, obviously. Yeah, it's not apparent. (laughs) So then Jen walks in and Jack's like, I'm leaving. I don't want to see her face. I don't want to be around her. And Jen's like, it's clear I'm the one crashing the party, so I'll go. And then she goes to leave, and Andy's like, no, I am. And they're like, what? She's like, I'm leaving Cape Side. And that's why I asked you all to come. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> she's like, I have to tell you all something before I go. <laughs> like, she's leaving that night. <laughs> she's got her Gone, back. babe. She's gone. <laughs> Or Justin would say, she gone. <laughs> she gone. She out like shout. Ta-ta. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. TTFN. My sister used to say that to me all the time when I was little. Because there was this dumb horror movie where the lady said it called Witchboard. And she used to go, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Tigger says. Oh, yeah. Tigger does say it. Tigger says it. And Tigger too. And Tigger too. So Andy's like, you know, it shouldn't have taken a scheme to get you all here together tonight. So then they all sit down and then she stands in front of all of them and she starts telling her whole like 
thing. Like she's like, I'm going to Italy. She's like, I made a list of my pros and cons with my trusty number two. And the pros were obvious. And those nasty cons. Well, the thought of leaving my friends was on there. They supported and consoled and understood me unconditionally. And then she tells them that they're all a mess right now. She's like, enough with the blame Jen game. If I don't blame her, then why should you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why weren't they just listening to her before? <laughs> like, she clearly didn't blame her. They were just angry people. They why needed they, somebody to blame. Because they, like- they, they, they needed somebody to blame and they didn't want to blame the mentally ill person. But why were they all mad at Jen? Like, none of them were that open-minded to understand that it wasn't completely her fault. Like, not even Dawson, you know? They're teenagers. They're like, let's hate Jen. So, she tells Pacey, Dawson, and Joey that they're so lucky to have the years of friendship that they have. Because in the end, you always go back to the people that were there in the beginning. And she says, in the beginning, there were the three of you. You, you. (laughs) Like the pilot before Jen came. And she tells Jack and Jen that you're inexcusable. (laughs) This is inexcusable. She says the biggest reason that was keeping her here was that if she left Jack, he wouldn't have a sister around. But then I realized that you would. (laughs) She looks at Jen and Jen's just like. (laughs) Jen's got this face on the whole time where she's just like, I don't know if I should cry or not. So then she says, when she first met them all, she didn't know much about love or friendship, and each of them taught her a lot about both. So maybe by me leaving, I can return the favor, because the thought of it ending like this, the way things are right now, it's not how I want to remember us. Do you? And I was like, oh my god, they're going to start playing that song, the Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh yeah, and they do. Yeah, and then they did. (laughs) It's like... remember you yeah i was like maybe that was like a uh my memory bank where i was like they're gonna play that song <laughs> I just... Will you remember me don't let your love pass you by <laughs> we love Oh, the memory. <laughs> it's a good song. It is a great song. I think it's a better song than Angel. I actually hate that Arms of an Angel song so much. Well, yeah, we can um, we can thank freaking animal videos for that. But like, oh yeah, the animal shelters, the animal shelters and stuff, because they took that and they were like, yeah, how are we gonna fuck everybody up? <laughs> this is how. <laughs> let's mess with everybody's minds they'll never look at this song the same way ever again um so they cut to like everybody around the table and joey's like crying and then jen hugs andy they're all like clearly upset so we cut to pacey and joey waiting to go to the bathroom again this restaurant has one bathroom one this one one bathroom like the b&b one bathroom Mm -hmm. pacey apologized to joey for how he reacted to the peer rack thing and he says, it was kind of a left hook to the hot button, and I reacted like Pacey. <laughs> She's like, you did. You really yeah. did. She says, you know, that guy who you reacted like is going to be in 10 years, Pacey. The person who knows me best. Dawson knows my past. My future lies with you, you, you. <laughs> she says, just think about it. You didn't even like me three years ago. 
And he says, well, you tease the ones you love. And she says, and you do have to deal with the ones that you used to love. I was like, not always, Joey. (laughs) So Jen's crying. (laughs) Oh, this is weird. Jen's just like crying and she's like walking outside and then Jack follows behind her. She's like sobbing, crying, like ugly cry. Yeah, I was like, what's this about? Was she just like sitting at the table crying? And Well, she uh, was. Her, Joey was wiping tears. Everybody was kind of getting upset. No, I just meant, I just meant like the timing of it was funny because like they were all sort of like doing their own separate thing and they're like, all right, Jen. So for this scene, you're not at the table anymore. Walk outside and just start sobbing. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it hit her in that moment. I don't know. (laughs) So her and Jack are trying to like reconcile and he asks her if that's the girl that used to tell me everything. And she says, is that the boy who used to listen? And he tells her that she's so important to him, but he just thought that she was changing on him and he was she wasn't like telling him. Like what we said earlier. Yeah. And she's like, it's still me, Jack. Jen Lindley. A girl who screws up every now and again. So then he apologizes and she's like, I don't need an apology. Just someone who will stand by me. And um, she says, are you willing to do that? And he says, are you willing to keep standing? And she like gives like this little salute and then they start laughing. Wait, let's pre- let's pretend like we're Jack in general quick. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so you say, um, I just need you. I don't need an apology. I just need someone who will stand by me. I don't need an apology. I just need someone to stand by me. Now, say, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? <laughs> are you willing to keep standing? And no. then she goes, she goes like this. Aye, aye, Captain. And now we have to pretend to laugh. <laughs> was, best friends I, again you slay me <laughs> yes queen yes yes play let's not ever fight again let's hog it out never ever no walk it out no walk it out no walk it out oh they cut that out of the episode <laughs> yeah i figured rude i figured <laughs> So now we cut to Joey. She's like looking over the water on like the dock or whatever. And Dawson comes over and tells her he knew he'd find her here. I was like, you're in the vicinity of the restaurant. Like for some reason, you're all outside now. And she says, I thought you didn't know me anymore, Dawson. <laughs> She's like, if you can give me digs, I can give you digs too. And he says he never doubted how well he knew her, but he was afraid of what might happen if he had to put it all down on paper. And he says, you know, I'd really like to write that peer rec for you now if the offer still stands. And she's like, I would like that too, Dawson. Please get it in before Friday because I have to hand my application into the college applicant or what is her name? The college advisor. <laughs> Put some pep in that step. She's like, no rush, no rush. <laughs> but really rush. So we see Andy and Pacey talking. So they're all getting a wrap up. It's kind of nice. Yeah, no. we're getting we're getting a goodbye, but we're also getting reconciliation with between the members of this group. Right. Which is nice. Right, 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 right. Right, right. Uh, yeah. 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 So Andy's like, you know, Pacey, this might be the last time we ever see each other. And he's like, don't say that, Andy. It isn't going to be the last time. There's going to be prom and then there's going to be graduation. Both things that he doesn't attend. <laughs> he goes to the prom. Oh, does he? He goes to the yeah. prom? Oh, yeah, he does go to the prom. I do. It's I... A, the whole situation, but yeah, he goes. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, She says, and a whole other world out there. You said it yourself. And he says, is that why you're doing this? Because of what I said? She shakes her head, yes. She says, 
you gave me the strength to do the things that I was afraid to do. And he tells her that she's not allowed to use the adjective afraid anymore while being self-referential. He says, you can now use brave and occasionally stalwart. She's like, not stalwart. I hate that word. And he tells her what they'll miss the most is her overwhelming optimism. Your ardent belief that everything in the world is wonderful until proven crap. And he says, can you leave us with a little bit of that before you go? She's like, it's the least I can do. You know what? Sometimes when I'm reading back the dialogue, Jamie, I go, I don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) No. Like sometimes I'm like, what were they even saying? It's not. They just get they get so wrapped up in using their SAT words that we kind of lose the gist of the conversation. Yeah, it's not even just the big words that they use. That's like part of the problem. But sometimes they start talking in riddles and I go, what are they even talking about? It's right. so weird. I don't know. I don't know. Like when she's like, she's like, you taught me to be strong and blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this because you said so. I'm like, when did he tell her to do this? I mean, in the bedroom, when she was in her bedroom, he said something to her like, you need to start living for yourself. But like, Nothing they just said in this final scene together is anything he said when they were in the bedroom together. It was weird. Yeah. But I just want to live. She's like, I just want to live in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out, Cub Scout. (laughs) She's like, bye. (laughs) Bye, bitches. So they hug it out. They all go back into the restaurant because Dawson wants to make one final memory. And, um... Jack tells Andy that he that the reason he didn't want her to go was because he's going to miss her more than anything. And the thought of not having you around to say goodbye. And Andy says, Jack, you're my brother. There are no goodbyes. Just good nights. <laughs> and uh, they tell each other they love each other. So now they're going to be broken apart. These two brother and sister combo that we met two years ago, three years ago, they're gone for good. Never, never. So Dawson sets up his camera to take a picture. And uh, the way they have it, it's like Andy's in between Pacey and Dawson. And like right before the picture goes off, the camera goes off, she moves and puts like Dawson's arm around Pacey or whatever. And she goes on the opposite end. So like, you know, Andy's on the end with Jack and then Jack and Jen are hugging each other. And then it's Joey and then Pacey and Dawson. And it's a pretty like iconic it. picture. Cause it's always like, um, used there. Yeah. It's always used. It's very memorable. And it's one of those pictures where in the finale, they cut Jack and Andy out of it. And the final episode, and they just left the four of them together, which I thought was fucked up because Jack really was such a big part of the show. I can understand maybe Andy, but, I would have left that whole when we get to it, <laughs> the final episode, that always bothered me. <laughs> but I mean, because Jack stays throughout the whole thing. He doesn't yeah. leave. He's there. He's in. He's he's you know, he came in in season two with Andy and never left. So it's uh, I'll save my thoughts for when we get to that, because I have I always thought it was so fucked up how they treated his character and especially her character. It was almost like they just weren't even a part of it in that final mm-hmm. the final episode. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I get that they're just trying to keep it to the people from the first season. So I get it, but still. But they became they became such well known characters that everybody yeah, they, you know fans are primary them. members. Right. If I was Kerr Smith, I'd be like, "You fucking cut me out of that picture. I was there at that episode. I had a big episode that that day. Like, why'd you cut me out of he it? He took Jen's baby. 
and raised it with Pacey's brother. <laughs> like, how could you cut me out? Oh, so ridiculous. <laughs> so they take the picture and um, I will remember you playing over the final scene. And that's I it. Remember you. End credits. Oh, and then at the... <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> and then we get a title card and it says in loving memory David Dukes 1945 to 2000. So that's when the actor passed away. Is that sad? Very sad. I was shocked to see it cuz I don't remember that. I was really sad to see that. Me neither. He was so good as that character, I think, because he he went from this person that you just absolutely despised the way he treated his kids and his family and Ended up really liking him for how he turned out, you know, with like yeah. being supportive in there for his kids. So I feel I felt really sad when I saw that come up because he was he was such a good actor and he was really handsome. But uh, next episode is the unusual suspects, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> so we'll see. I think um, is that this episode? I'm wondering if I'm getting it confused. Hmm. I think I might be getting confused. Do we already have the episode where they all kind of do the, these interviews and they're trying to get to the bottom of some kind of situation? No. But they play it. We didn't have that episode yet. Then that's no. probably what happens next. I forget exactly what it is, but I think that they get um whatever his name is. <laughs> so helpful. Everything you're saying. <laughs> Hold on. I'll look it up. I don't even know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying words at this point uh, uh I don't the sal boat owned by capeside high's pompous principal dave peskin with class of 2001 written on the sail and with his pet dog aboard is found in the school swimming pool as part of a major school prank yeah that's it it's the prank so they are interviewing everybody to try to figure out who did the senior prank dawson pacey jack and drew are main suspects since the dog that was on the boat instantly recognized Jack. Pacey had access to the yacht club and Dawson had access to the school keys. Each one has alibis for that day. Jack yeah. was on the soccer field with Jen to help plan a game. Dawson was cleaning it's Mr. Like Parlor. It's really good episode. I vaguely remember. I vaguely it, remember. Really <laughs> I vaguely remember. We vaguely remember it. But well, it will be like fun clue. to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. All right. I can't wait to watch it. All right. Well, uh, Jamie, any final final uh thoughts on you had me at goodbye uh yeah i think um it was a really emotional episode especially when andy got towards the end and she was saying her goodbyes and pretty much telling everybody to get over themselves and to be friends again uh if you really sit and watch it without any interruptions you get emotional like i started to get teared up and i'm like well i already know what i know what the fuck happened what have doing? you know so it's okay um but i i liked it and i'm glad that the way that they wrapped it up even though we're in the middle of the season like you would think this was like a series like a season finale the way that they wrapped it up but if anything i think it just kind of sets them up for the second half of the season so now we get to get past all the issues that we've had the last season and a half Mm -hmm. and we're starting fresh it's one member short but it's a fresh page for everybody so um i think it was very well done and i'm very excited to see the next episode and see how you know we get to relive how they handle the second half of this season. There's going to be some stuff that's going to be changing and we're going to get a little angry at some point. Um, but it's going to be good. Um, I agree with everything you said. I, when I watched this, so this was a very easy episode to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was in the mood to watch it because I knew what was going to happen. I didn't remember every little detail of it, but um, I did remember the final scene where they were all together at the restaurant. So I knew it was coming, but obviously I didn't remember like how it played out, but it was almost like watching it again for the first time because it did make me very emotional. And like I said earlier, it did make, like I did get a little teary eyed. I was so sad that we were losing this character and, you know, she was so shitty last season and they were finally making her um, like Andy again towards the end of the third season. And this season she was like her old self again. So I felt so disappointed that we were not going to have her anymore, but you know, I got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I got to, yeah, I got to yeah, get yeah. in touch with her. But um, I did like that. We resolved all the conflict and, you know, like you said, setting up for the second half of the season. Cause we're, this was already episode like seven. So we're already like almost at 10. It's crazy, but I'm excited to watch the rest of it. I'm excited to see how the rest of their senior year plays out because I really yeah. did. I really did love this season, but yes. I don't remember everything. But I'm sad to see Andy go. I was so excited when she came back for the final episode. And um, I know I've said it before, but fun fact, uh, I was in the scene when she came back to talk to Pacey at the hospital and I never got to meet her or see her. I only saw her sitting there with Joshua Jackson, but I never got to like really talk to her. But that episode's so... so fucking emotional. <laughs> yeah, but it was a deleted scene. So I'll have to like uh-huh. learn how to like upload it and put it up. Yeah, on I would like to see it. Yeah. But anyway, I did want to read a nice comment that we got on Instagram from a listener. Yay. So this is from Spizer Punk. Hey guys, just discovered you a few days ago and got really addicted to your episode recaps. Always on point and really charming and funny. I've literally watched Dawson's Creek like 17 times at least and still love it so much. Love how you take us back to those good old memories. Keep up the terrific work. Greetings from Germany. Germany. Hello, Germany. (laughs) Thank you for that really nice compliment. I wish I knew what your name was. Let me see if I can pull up her. Her name is Nikki Cat. Thank you for that really, really nice compliment. That was so sweet of you. Thank you, Nikki from Germany. Yeah. Hello from the States. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) That's. In, hello in english <laughs> hello, hello is hello in english <laughs> no <laughs> um, but that's it for this week jamie um why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram yeah my bookstagram uh, which is still on hiatus right now due to some life-altering circumstances but anyways you guys can find me at j lynn underscore book lover beautiful oh thanks and if you want to find us on Instagram, you can follow us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can join our Facebook group and engage with us over there. And if you want to send us any feedback or any type of story that we can read on the next episode, send that to Creek Talk Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And you can also join our new Patreon and listen to bonus content over there. We're just getting started. So um, we're excited to get that all. We're just excited to share that with you guys. So it's been asked for. We've discussed it. We've talked about it. And now it's here. It's finally arrived, guys. Uh And just in time for the holidays. (laughs) 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 Just saying. 
And if you're feeling generous, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go to our link tree and click around and you can find everything over there. How's that? (laughs) Just click and boom, everything you need. It's a one-stop shop. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, We hope you have a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. (laughs) Why are you using two hands? (laughs) I think I had two Red Bulls. (laughs) You look like you were doggy paddling without the water. You're like... (laughs) Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Gobble, gobble. Gobble, 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 gobble. Talking about Dawson's Creek.